is up good people welcome to a brand new episode of the midnight drop welcome to the chill hour i am your host jordan malone and today we actually have a very special guest my homie david arnold go ahead and say what's up to the audience hey what's good y'all it's your boy david big grad student over here yes sir what's good Alrighty then. Uh, tonight, as always with the chill hour, it's just me and just a special guest or anybody else. And we just talk about things that's going on in the world and just kind of chill for a cool hour. Hence called the chill hour. And before we get all of that, just some housekeeping rules. As you know, if you're a new fan or existing fan, you can go ahead and listen to the Midnight Drop on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, also on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, anchor and also on the Instagram page 615 underscore chill Later on down the road we'll go ahead and get it On YouTube and Also if you want to go ahead and contact me You can go ahead and contact me at 615 underscore Chill my Instagram page or at Jordan Cammon at Outlook.com And David how can they contact you hey man, Get me on uh, Instagram at KingDavid889 You feel me you can email me I don't know <laughs> Alrighty then that being said, we got all that shit out the way. Let's go ahead and get in this new episode of the Midnight Drop. So, all that shit's out the way. How you doing, David? I'm cool and B. How you? I'm 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 doing pretty well. Just chill day, nothing else. Got my workout in, so I should be good to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, I mean, the only thing to really go on and the first things I want to really talk about during this chill hour is kind of the movies and just new things that we're interested in both in February 2021 uh January we kind of already had a good movie slate we had some disappointing movies some good movies uh I went ahead and did a review on American Skin uh did a review on One Night in Miami and also did some documentaries including a new one Why Kill uh who killed Malcolm X, which will be airing actually tonight. Uh, any movies you saw on that Monday, Monday, man, on this month of January? Uh, nothing yet. There's something coming out called Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm looking at it's supposed to come out the 12th. That looks really, really interesting about wait, the Black wait, Panthers and wait, everything. Wait, 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 my no, my nigga, I meant January. <laughs> oh, you meant January, fool. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, what did you see in January? <laughs> Nah, you good, fool. You good. Uh, I ain't seen nothing in January, man. You know, I watched my Ferris Bueller, and I've been watching my uh, my old school stuff, and I ain't really seen nothing thought provoking yet, Bruh. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. So, yeah, I like I'm gonna tell the guys over here, the audience. It's just that that I told you before this episode. Go ahead, look up some episodes, some movies that you feel you interested in in February. <laughs> yeah, you like February. You, yeah, you got real, real, real freaking prepared for this, man. <laughs> okay, I told you, bro. I'm, I'm a, I'm a artiste. I gotta, you, you need me to do something. I got, I got to do it right. Motherfucker, I said January. I said, you how said, you feel about January movies? You said, well, I feel good about Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't say nothing about February, eight, nigga. <laughs> you said, you said February for me to look for movie. That's why I was prepared for February. I know, I know, I know, I know. But thanks for being ahead of the game. That's why you, my nigga. I got you, fool. That's, I told you, boy. Hey, don't don't ask me to do nothing. I'm gonna do it right. You gonna be like this cat really? This cat was a cat. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, actually, let's just get into it. Which is February movies? You said the first movie you were interested in for the month of February was Judas and the Black Messiah, and yeah. uh, that's actually in my number one uh, interested movies of February. I think it's a Real interesting movie that's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. and some other people. 
it follows the story of, you know, Freddie Hampton. Uh, well, how did the Black Panthers get infiltrated, infiltrated in the inside? Uh, what was the whole situation with Freddie Hampton and his whole role in the Black Panthers and how he died? Um, yeah, man. I mean, just when was the first time you heard of this movie? Besides me telling you about looking at I heard I heard about it a couple months ago, actually. I heard about it like, you know, like they be putting the trailers out in like September and stuff and they really start showing them mm-hmm. heavy like the month they come out. Yeah. But I watched the whole trailer again today and I was like, this movie going to go crazy, bro. But that junk, that junk going to be weird to watch because just seeing legit how and in the trailer, the Keith Stanfield was like, "Man, these ain't these aren't terrorists, bro. These aren't bad people." And the, and the officer was like, "Hey, man, jail. You gonna kill this guy for us?" You're like, "Well, they might be bad people." And it's just seeing him have to juggle that. Uh, do I want my freedom? Or do I want my people's freedom? And it's, it it looked interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I said the same thing too. I mean, I saw this trailer like mm-hmm. months ago last year. And I was very, very, very interested in this movie. Just the fact that Daniel Kaluuya is a great actor. I don't care uh, other movies that he's done or the criticisms that's given to him. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But I thought he was a great actor. You know, I first heard of him from Get Out, which was an amazing, phenomenal film. And uh, we've seen him in Black Panther. We've seen him in other films. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield's one of the best... uh, you know, best actors with a lot of range. We've seen him in so many movies like Get Out. Uh, sorry, uh, it was like, Sorry, May I Help You? What was that movie? What the one he was like a, he was in a car. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Wait, it's, uh, sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, yep. Yeah, he was in Sorry to Bother You. He's been in a couple other films uh, where he shows a lot of range and he's done a really good job. He was in the, the last time I saw the movie was Dope and I think that was before a lot of people knew of him. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the acting's gonna look great. The uh I think just the direction of this film is gonna look good. Uh everything about it just it, it it's very timely for what we're dealing with today because you know, last year or last summer we dealt with Black Lives Matter protest when George Floyd was murdered and we had Ahmaud Arbery murdered and Breonna Taylor yeah. murdered murdered and you know, a lot of people felt like a lot of white, let's just be honest, a lot of white supremacists and a lot of people, mm-hmm. there are a group of people who believe that, you know, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. And there are people yeah. beforehand who thought that, you know, the Black the Black Panther Party was a terrorist organization that, yeah. you know, around that time they thought they were a bunch of communists. That's why you had the FBI watching them and the police watching them. But in reality, it, it's more or less a focus group that's really focused on trying to reach racial equality or just get people's eyes to open to see the injustices happening to just primarily black people. And uh, I think this movie is going to say a lot. It's going to teach people, hey, we're not a terrorist organization. We're just common black people trying to fight for our rights, fight for equality, just fight for our lives because it seems like our lives are always on notice from just you you know, from white people, from police officers, from just the government. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought yeah. it was cool. I mean, anything you want to add into that? Uh, I can see what you mean. I think that it's, it's always necessary to have a movement where you're at the forefront, right? Yeah. Because it's often, we often get overlooked, you dig? 
not not for a lack of trying, just because it's like there's so many issues in the world every day that it's hard to know everything that's going on with every single group of people. And so I think with the, the Black Lives Matter coming about and doing what they need to do, it's it, it, it's necessary. Could it be more organized? Yeah. Could it do more? Uh, could it could it use a better format? Yeah. But something's being done. And sometimes all you can do is just do something to make people know, like, hey, man, we here. Hey, we, we are, we need somebody to listen to us. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. Um, and, they're, you know, and things are definitely getting interested with the Black Lives Matter group, just the idea mm-hmm. of Black Lives Matter, even getting nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And that'll be yep. something we probably talk about later that I kind of want to go in. And, but I think yeah. the second, okay, if there is any other movie besides Judas and the Black Messiah, what else are you interested in? Because I there is a couple of movies coming out for February. Uh, I got to look at some more stuff. I know I've been looking at uh, uh, what else coming out in February. Uh, you go ahead. You you say what you look for. Let me, let me think real quick. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I there is one movie that's coming out on Friday, and it's called Malcolm mm-hmm. Marie. Do you did you hear that movie? No, I ain't heard about that one. What's that one about? So Malcolm Marie was this film that it's starring Zendaya and John David Washington. The okay. Ho- the house. <laughs> but and if mm-hmm. you know why we said that, it's because John David Washington is from Morehouse, graduated from there. And uh, yes, <laughs> and uh I-, I will say this the movie is kind of like it's very minimalistic. It's black and white. It follows these two actors playing as a couple where you kind of just see him devolve into this argument and it it kind it's like a let me see this have you seen marriage story no okay so marriage story was a movie damn what did you see my nigga damn <laughs> uh hey man hey 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 i'm just saying uh, but no you ever heard okay so think about a tyler perry movie Okay. One of those scenes where you see like the husband or the wife or whatever just argue about something. Like they're just having okay. marital problems. So think of a yeah. of a Tyler Perry movie, but but it looks competent. Okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, it looks competent. Like you follow these two actors in day and John David Washington as they kind of just they're just in this house in a black and white setting, uh, with beautiful cinematography. It's a pretty film. And they're kind of just arguing about something, and you would have to watch the movie yourself. It's on Netflix. It's it, it was a movie that was brought up by an idea that I actually really thought was cool on Twitter, and it was like a, it was like a COVID movie script, <laughs> and Zendaya and yeah. John David Washington was like, "No, let's do this shit." They're both producers of the film, and uh, it holds a lot of weight because if they end up getting an award for this, it'll end up doing pretty well, and they'll be the first. I think young, I think they'll be like the youngest producers to get something like this, to be nominated or win an award. Uh, okay. So far, the reviews have been mixed. I mean, some people really like it. Some people don't think it's great. Some people think it's okay. But uh, I will be interested in watching the movie on Friday on Netflix. I'm actually doing a review with that with also Pieces of a Woman. Um, but yeah, that's the second biggest movie. And then there's also a movie called... Mirana. It's starring you okay. ever watch The Walking Dead? Yeah. So do you know Glenn, that character Glenn? Yeah. 
So he's actually in this movie. Uh, let me go ahead and get it up, go it up and look it up for you. But you know, it's this movie that's about a, I believe it's like an Asian family that's trying to grow a farm, and this father okay. doing everything he can to like prove that he can be a great farmer, and uh, it's like a very emotional film. Apparently, it's won some awards and some film festivals. It looks dope. It looked like he. Uh, yeah, Stephen Ewan, he's a great actor and he does a lot of good movies. The last time I saw him in a film was in this slasher film. It was in this slasher movie where like he's working as a businessman, he gets fired and then there's like this viral outbreak where he goes crazy and it, and it causes you to either like kill people or just have tons of sex. And I'm gonna look up, yeah. I'm gonna look up the title. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you see it. But I think that third movie I'm really interested in Anything else, I'm kind of just like, if it's on my radar, I'm going to watch it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're going to get some pretty good movies uh, for Black History Month. But, I mean, honestly speaking, February is going to be auto- automatically better than January. Because January, like, have you ever heard of how, like, January is more or less like a, you know, just kind of like the, the the dead zone for movies and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what was the worst movie you've ever saw in a gen- in like the month of January? Ooh, I've seen a lot of bad movies, there, dog. Um, this one's so bad it's good. If you look up Mystery Team, Mystery, uh, Team. Top Mystery Team, it's really bad. Okay. But Donald Glover's in it. Charles Gambino, and I watched that joint. And it, it's it's bad, but boy, when I tell you it is funny. That junk is hilarious. It is funny seeing Gambino. It is from it's from 2009, so he's like my age, I think, in this movie. So he's real. He's young. And it's just interesting seeing him go from Donald Glover to childish Gambino. And it's just it's just interesting, bro. Oh, it was, it's it's was, a good movie, though. Oh, this was like the Parks and Recs of High Key. It's it, it's similar to that style. It's like the Parks and Recs version of Childish Gambino when he was... Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this sitcom version. Rated on yeah. 2009. I'm going to give this film a watch because that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me look at it, Rotten Tomatoes. But while I'm doing that, the, yeah. the, one, was the one movie I felt like was the worst in the month of January has got to be Replicas. This was a movie that came out I think, yeah. Yeah. recently. It was a couple years ago. The one with Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that movie was fucking awful. <laughs> nah, a lot of them bad. No, like, that's the thing with Keanu Reeves. It Like, Keanu Reeves, like, his best movies to me are The Matrix, Bill and Ted's, Bill and Ted, Ted's Adventure, and the John Wick series. But everything mm-hmm. else, I just feel like he's just complete, he's just ass. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, yeah, everybody got a little niche, bro, like, I don't know why he keep picking these bad movies. Cause like John Wick is truly one of the coolest action heroes recently. But it's like, hey man, sometimes you just want to act. And it don't really matter if the movie's bad or not. You just want to try and get out there and just do what you like doing. I mean, he's already just known as one of the, like a very notable actor. Like people love him no matter what. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. last, I mean, the last movie he was in, I can't remember the name. Uh, it was that bad. I can't remember. It was like, he was a father Basically, the director and the whole, all the people who mm-hmm. made this movie kind of like told him, hey, go ahead and get a dad bod instead of your John Wick bod. And he just, yeah. he 
Yeah, they they did my man dirty. It was about him being a father and while his family's away, he takes in these two girls and I, and I think he cheats on them or whatever like that. And then he finds out like they're like he, he finds out that like the two women are hustling him and they act oh, like yeah. children. Yeah. Uh do you yeah. know you know the title of that film? I don't know the title, I know what you're talking about though. Okay, hold on. What is that? Yeah. Okay, okay. I looked up Mystery Team. You sure this was the worst movie you've seen in the month of January? No, it's bad. Like, for if you watch it, it's it's bad. It's it's like a sketch that goes on entirely too long. Because it, 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 if it was ten minutes long, it's it's a classic. But it's an hour and a half of just bad. But it's so bad, it's good. You feel me? Like, I mean, I like movies like that. It seems like you competing with like both critics and the audience because out of 5,000 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an audience score of 64%. Out of 20 reviews from the critics, it has a tomato meter of 60%. Um, yeah. So you, you, we got to talk about your taste in movies. <laughs> hey man, I like weird stuff, bro. You, like, you, you like weird stuff though. Shit. What you watch? Like that, that Miley Cyrus film? Nah, bro, like Tom and Jerry dropping a movie in February. Like they dropping a movie the 26th. And you interested like, in that movie? Yeah. I ain't seen a new Tom and Jerry episode in years, boy. I'm trying to see what they doing with my boy. Bro, okay. I, I will be real with you. Um yeah. don't you can you can disagree with me all you want, it's my opinion, but I feel like yeah. the Tom and Jerry movie is just gonna be this run of the mill kids film that they just bring in the nostalgic factor because it is Tom and Jerry because they are yeah. funny, but it, it's not going to be good. I mean, the people they got on this film, the actors, it, it doesn't seem right. I mean, you got Chloe's Grace Moretz, which I reviewed her movie, which was the first movie that was made for that was released in 2021 shadow mm-hmm. and cloud, which I didn't really, and I didn't really like it. I felt like it was a yeah. weird film, but you also have a uh, two other guys, in this film that every time I see him in films, I immediately think the worst. Yeah. I like gotta be real. I mean, Michael Pena, he's in this film. I, I don't really like him. And Ken Jeong, uh, who plays Jackie. So like, okay, Michael Pena plays Terrence. He's the guy who owns a hotel. And then Ken Jeong plays the chef, Jackie. Chloe Grace Moritz plays the, you know, the main character, uh, Kayla and, yeah, like when I see those guys in films, I'm just like, uh. but there's also like certain actors you see in <clears> films that in kids films, really, or nostalgia films that when you see them, you're just like, oh, no, I, this film's not going to go the way I think it's going to go. Um, I mean, the plus side, you know who else is going to be on this film? Who? Lil Rel Howery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play himself because I don't really see him as a as a new guy. But yeah. He's going to be in the film, and do you know Brian Stepanik? No, that's a a name right there. I ain't heard that before. You remember The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Yeah. He was, remember The Handyman? The one that I think was flirting with, like, Zack and Cody's mom? Oh, you mean uh, uh, Esteban? No, not (laughs) Esteban. Oh, man, mom. Oh, you just lost your, you just lost your, you, you, you. You're done. You're done. <laughs> We're going to have to go ahead and call this shit over with. Oh, my man. Erwin. Erwin yeah, goes crazy, Irwin. bro. How you going to act that's like that? Yeah. That's my G. Yeah. That's my G, bro. 
No, Irwin. Yeah, Irwin. He's yeah. He the guy who played Irwin in the Sweet Life is that okay. guy? He's gonna be in the film. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still hold what I say. I think this film's gonna be like okay. It's gonna be cool for kids, but if you're a person who's watched Tom and Jerry before, it won't be as bad as the last film they did. And there is this film they did in theatrical theatrical release, which had both Tom and Jerry talking, which. I watched it before and it was bad, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just remember those Tom and Jerry films when it was like, you see them on Cartoon Network all the time. There was one, like they went on this huge race. I felt like that was my favorite. You remember that? Oh yeah. That, that, yeah. The, the, the Tom and Jerry show in the world. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. Sir. yeah sir. See, see, those were my favorite types of films, but yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if there's anything I can say, this can go the same route as that Scooby-Doo movie that came out last summer. The one that went straight video on demand. You remember that? Yeah. The uh, the new animated one? Yeah, it was called Scoob. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that movie was just not good. But we also got nah. some other stuff coming up for the month of February. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some cool stuff that's going to be cool. I mean, J- Judas and the Black Messiah is going to come out in, on HBO Max. So, you got that. Uh, we got remake versions of Amityville Horror. Uh, we got some... There we got... We got a sequel for Gremlins. That doesn't... Okay, that's fucking weird. Uh, when did that one come out? Uh, I think that's just... I think that's just a film that's just coming to... The HBO Max sometime in February. Okay. But yeah, okay. I mean, if there is anything, though, I guess those are like the four most anticipated films. There's a lot more anticipated films coming out later this year that I feel like are going to be cool. I mean, I'm still waiting on films like Mortal Kombat. I'm still waiting on, you know, the Justice League Snyder Cut film that may or may not mm-hmm. be hot garbage. Um, <laughs> I'm still waiting on a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. There is one film. I don't even know if you know this. There's one film I'm very excited about. It's coming out towards yeah. the end of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a movie called Cherry? Cherry. Starring Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh so it's this film. Like, did you ever hear about it yet or no? I haven't heard about it, no. I just I I've seen the trailer for it. I've seen the the the, the stuff for it though. Okay, so there, Cherry is a film that's starring Tom Holland, and it's from this like this this novel of the same name. It talks about how main character, you know, he falls in love with this girl, and then he's in college or whatever, and then he ends up uh, becoming a soldier in the Iraq War. And afterwards, I think during that time, he ends up getting addicted to opioids, I believe. He comes back, okay. and he's kind of, like, down on his luck, and then he starts robbing banks. And Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it's had, like, when you first hear about it, it's kind of like a very sad film, and it's just like, oh, damn, like, I don't know how to feel about this. But then the trailer came out, and it was like, it had some funny bits to it, like the theme song to it was made it funny but uh there were some scenes like when it went through it it made it like it has a it kind of has like the serious tone the narration in it like the what they use 
the tell the story is interesting because Tom Holland does like this. He's breaking the fourth wall by telling, like talking to the audience. He did this one yeah. scene where it's just like the one thing you want to do when you rob banks that you always want to go ahead and apologize to the be nice to the uh, to the female bank tellers. Well, to the bank tellers because they're always female. Sorry, miss, but this is a robbery. Just the only thing I do. Don't want to hurt you. <laughs> but <laughs> he does that, yeah. and it's just it kind of shows that there is some humor. But just like with other films, the Russo brothers. Ever ever since they did Infinity War and Endgame, they've just taken different Avengers and just say, "Hey, let's just let's just think outside the box." Like they did one with Extraction with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Now they're doing this with Tom Holland. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Mark Ruffalo and do this cool as you know comedy film and see where they go with that. I mean, Russo brothers have probably been on a roll, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a film that's interesting. I mean, is that something that you would be interested in watching? Yeah, I think it could be cool. I think we're seeing one thing I like about Tom Holland is he's using that Marvel fame to get all the movies he wants to get in. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of cats, I think, forget that like you only getting three, depending upon how Marvel works. Mm-hmm. Like Thor's getting four, potentially with him being a star. But like a lot of them, cats, there's, there's a lot of movie stars that should still be famous with how big their movies were. Like, uh, got Wesley Snipes, boy, was Blade, first mm-hmm. real Marvel hero. Boy, should be a household name in movies. But he got into some trouble. He was in a movie called Simulation Man. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's from uh, 2005, no, I no, think. I know, what you, I know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Demolition Man was that film with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Basically... Wesley Snipes plays a villain who gets arrested, and then because Sylvester Stallone's character fucks up, uh, they end up getting cryogenically frozen to like the yeah. fu- and then in the future they get you know they get defrosted, and then they're trying they're running on this cat and mouse game again. It was I've seen a review of it and I watched it and it was funny because and it had some things that like made sense because it's like they don't like touching, which I mean. We're in a pandemic. You can't really touch. Yeah. Niggas are still touching. And, uh, bro, it was a, it was kind of a fun film, but it was crazy because, you know, Sylvester Stallone around that time had a lot of action. You know, he wanted action. He wanted a lot of goofiness. He thought it was cool, but yeah. it ended up being weird and not really good. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. I mean, Wesley Snipes, you know, Demolition Man, he goes crazy. He is actually going to be in, uh, and this movie's from March, but, he is actually going to be in that new Coming to America film, the second one. Yeah. The second the second trailer came out today, I believe, or yesterday, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, since we're even talking about it, fuck it. I mean, <sighs> Coming to America 2, how do you feel about that? Because I, I, emo- I got mixed feelings about it. I'm not going to hold you. I want to see it in 1995. That movie should not be being made in 2021. Coming to America came out in like, what, 88, bro? Uh-huh. And like, it, that, that movie is my, it could low-key be my big brother. Like, I don't know why they waited. And honestly, the movie could have used a sequel for real in like 1990, 97, 2000, there were so many years this movie could have been made. And I think it could have been, it could have worked like back in the nineties. Cause you would have had, uh, 
Eddie Murphy be the king of king of the kingdom. And it could have been a story about him kind of redealing with being the king again. And how his the, the, the girl he picked couldn't deal with being the queen. Mm-hmm. That could have been a fun concept. I don't know what this movie going to be about. Because if it's the exact same story, and just his kid is coming to America, it's going to be Zamunda. He's the, the, princess, the king of Zamunda. I don't know if that's going to work, bro. All I right. don't think people going to really watch it. Okay, so like, first of all, the film's all about how, you know, you know, King Akeem at this point, uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy's character, Akeem, finds out that he actually has a son, which yeah. I mean, that that kind of, I don't know how to feel about that, but no, he, okay. he goes to America with, you know, his with his servant, and then they go get yeah. his son and meet his mom, and they said, hey, you could be a prince, and the second trailer kind of talks about, they're very apprehensive about it, because I'm not going to sell myself out. And there's a scene where like the money falls out the case and then he's like, okay, we're going to be rich. And they go to Zamunda. And I think what's going to happen is that it's going to be one of those films like find out that I have a son or a child. I'm going to integrate them in my life. They're very, they're very much the opposite that I want them to be. There's going to be some inter family turmoil. And then there's going to be this big antagonist in which they'll, I mean, probably have to like take down and see what happens. I mean, Wesley Snipes is in it. He plays the main antagonist. You know, you got Eddie Murphy. You got uh, Arsenio Hall, Leslie Jones. Uh, who's that one dude? What a good peep. No, he don't sound like that. He was in the last OG. Who's that? Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Tracy uh, Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that nigga. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And you got all these other people. Uh, James Earl Jones is playing his original character as, you know, the past king, the father. And, I mean, to me, I just felt like, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, okay, this is, people wanted this film, but at the same time, did we, did a lot of people really ask for it? Like, did did we really go crazy for it? And then the second trailer came out and I watched that today and I just felt like, okay, this has some laughs in it. I might have like a good time or something, but I think immediately this isn't going to be better than the first one it's definitely not nah. better than the first one the first one came out in like 19 late 1980s it was a great film yeah uh you could still watch it today and gets a lot of laughs from it but this it it's probably going to get the same treatment like a lot of other uh comedy films or like reboots or, or just long-awaited sequels of these comedy films like i said with other films and like I can just tell if there's a certain actor you're not really gonna like it when I see Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan in this film yeah I I start to get a little bit worried because Leslie Jones is an SNL act actress she does like she's funny at times but I don't really care for her brand of comedy but yeah I mean she does something and then Tracy Morgan I've seen him in you know, good TV shows like The Last OG. I've seen them in okay films, but I've seen them in bad films. I've I last time I saw him in a full in a theatrical film was in um it was that one movie uh what what men think and he was yeah. awful. he was awful he was just fucking awful he just ad libbed yeah. everything and I felt like this could happen in this film again. It might be funny. It might surprise me, but I'm not. I have mixed emotions and I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to put in a high pedestal. I don't have high expectations. I think it's going to be all right. 
it's going to make some people who like their, this brand of comedy happy. And that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I think, I think you're right. Like if, 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 if here's the problem, like 88 Eddie Murphy is different. That's delirious. Eddie Murphy. That's a different style of comedy. Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy was second to none. Richard Pryor acknowledged Eddie Murphy's comedy. Like he was a, he was a, he is one of the ghosts of original comedy. And, uh, not that he lost his talent, but it, it's different. And I think the movie would have, would have done better had it had the, like had it had recently delirious Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. Because you could have had like, who you could have had, uh, Red Fox, uh, isn't uh, Fox, John Witherspoon. Isn't Red Fox and John Witherspoon dead, my guy? No, no, I'm saying like it's back in the day. You had <laughs> not right now, Pimp. They, they, they done gone to glory. Oh, you talk about before. You talk about yeah. the movie. Yeah. I, I just heard those two names and I was like, wait a minute, they're dead. <laughs> just bring yeah, them back from the yeah. dead. Be like, all right, then. I mean, if that's what we're going to nah. bring people back from the dead, we need to do that for the Boondocks. <laughs> you know, the Boondocks all fucked up, but no, nah, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jai spoon Red Fox a bit, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying they could have been really interesting. I, think I really think I really think they could have been fun for that movie. Like this, this, this is a before this is one of the classics. When you ask people if you ain't seen Coming to America, they get mad that you were not seeing that movie. Like that's on Harlem Night Boomerang, like classic Eddie Murphy film. You ever seen Boomerang? I've seen. I'm gonna be real with you. Hate me all you want. I've seen parts of Boomerang. Uh, it's I, cool. I've watched Harlem Nights and I really like it. I yeah. really like Harlem Nights, but I'm probably gonna have to watch it again and put like a, a critical review on it because I've you seen, good, you good. Because I've seen like bad reviews on it and I just feel like that's mm-hmm. weird. But I don't know. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean that like Eddie Murphy back in the day. I I, I can say yeah, he had a great brand. He had a good brand of comedy. He was one of the best comedians in that era, in that time. And I just always yeah. know that he will be the one comedian that could have went. Won, he could have won uh, an Academy Award for his role in Showtime and in, in Showgirls. Yeah, Showgirls. Oh my god! And uh, but it all fucked up because he did Norbit, and Norbit was a pile of crap. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're probably gonna see it. We're, Eddie Murphy's gonna be pretty cool, but yeah, it's whatever. But yeah, I mean, if there's anything else. Any other movie? I mean, I guess that's all the movies for February and every every other movie that we're just we just know of. We kind of went through that trailer, but let's jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's jump. Let's shift gears a little bit. I was about to say all jump right. gears. What the fuck? Uh, let's shift gears. gears and talk about something that's interesting. Go into the social side of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But did you hear about how Black Lives Matter is being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? I did. Yeah. Okay. How did you hear from it? Mainly, uh, when you had told me about it, I, I looked some more up about it, and just looking up the uh, the idea. It was like looking at what people feel Black Lives Matter has meant and how impactful it's been around the world. I was like, I, I see what they mean. Giving another peace prize. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I heard from it from you know social media, and then I looked at some mm-hmm. articles about it. And turns out because of what Black Lives Matter has done, not only this past year, 2020, but 
the last couple of years being in the forefront of, you know, fighting for racial equality and equity and fighting against police brutality. They've actually been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Besides the the group itself, the idea, and I'll go ahead and talk about why it's just an idea. Uh, Stacey Abrams also got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Really? Yeah. I mean, she, she got nominated uh, for her efforts in the election, just getting, just f- basically flipping Georgia from red to blue. Something that we haven't seen in decades. I think the last time we saw that was... Uh, the, I think the Bill Clinton era. Yeah, Bill Clinton. It's been it's been like twenty some years. Yeah, yeah. So she's she got nominated. I mean, this isn't as crazy. This is more of a plus because last year I remember that Donald Trump got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, and I can't remember why, but it was for something he did that they were like, "Hey, at least he did some shit." But mm-hmm. I mean, just. Just just be real. I mean, this announcement brought a lot of divisiveness, as always. And you have one side of of a group of people saying that this is a great moment in black history. This is amazing. You know, I mean, this is outstanding. And it just further fuels the fire to fight for equality. While you have the other side and mostly white supremacist uh, people who believe that all my all lives matter stuff and uh just others who just don't like black lives matter saying that oh why'd you get this why they get this award they just caused riots and protests they destroyed businesses they just they just made 2020 more stressful why would they get an award uh all of that stuff i mean you had that i mean at this point how do you feel about them being nominated and just overall the organization I think I think getting nominated is important because like I think that they need recognition for stuff. But I don't know, man. I don't know how you can give a group a Nobel Peace Prize to typically that a person receive it. Like they they're going to receive the prize. Like who would go up and like, who would go up and accept the award for Black Lives Matter? And That's uh, a good question, yeah. You feel me? Because like. I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of good, but the problem with you compare it to the Black Panther Party or even any other kind of like rebellious group, there's typically a sense of uh, order. Like somebody's in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I know why they didn't do that because they don't want anybody to be a singular target. They just, we just all agree Black Lives Matter. We ain't got no leader. We won't get sniped, and we won't we won't we won't lose our position. But the problem with that is sometimes stuff like this happens. You want somebody to acknowledge and accept you, and you can't really send nobody to go get the thing. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea, and I like the fact that they're getting recognized. But I just really hope that this recognition doesn't stop people's uh, drive for stuff to change. We still need a lot of stuff to change, man. Yeah, I mean. How I feel about it, I mean, you still have the, I mean, I feel I feel like the person who's, the people or the person who's going to accept the award is Alicia Garza, because she's one of the three uh, imaginators, not imaginators, what I think it is, Disney? She's one of the three 
women, black women who coined the term Black Lives Matter. She started off as a hashtag and then became a movement started by the people. So I think she could be one that uh, that would take the award or the other two uh, originators. I I don't know, but it'd be really fucked up if we had someone like Sean King or any other, you know, black activist take it because it's just like you 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 weren't really the originator. You were just someone who tagged along. But I, I feel like it's still cool. I mean, there is you can definitely give a Nobel Peace Prize to a group of people who fight for something or who uh who were innovators of a single idea, brand, invention anything like that. And I think for what the basis on them getting this award off is that they basically created a social movement that actually echoed to the entire world. I mean, you saw, you saw America kind of just have like a couple of weeks where they had to look in themselves in the mirror and say, what the fuck is going on in this country? And you had that echoed to different countries like the U- like to Europe, like the UK, Germany, had that echoed in Australia. You had that echoed in, in Africa. And not a lot of social groups, social organizations can actually do that. Like, it's amazing how they were able to influence so many people to do that. So yep. I, I think it's, you know, I won't say it's obvious because this came out of surprise for me a little bit, but I think it's still awesome that they got it. And when you yeah. really look back, it's like, okay, they, they, they definitely deserve it. Uh, when it comes down to the criticisms regarding Black Lives Matter, it's nothing new. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. And I anticipate those types of reactions from those people because lately Republicans, including Donald Trump, will say that Black Lives Matter and Antifa are terrorist organizations. They're the ones that are crazy. He'll basically say, the left, you know, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, we have to look yeah. at them. But then when it comes to the Proud Boys or other white supremacists or, you know, racial hate groups, he'll be like, they're very fine people. Uh, I won't, in, who are they? I don't affiliate or I don't know. And then some of them, why don't you just condemn them? Uh, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. And these types of people, you know, Republicans will always condemn Black Lives Matter, you know, when they probably heard the announcement that they were nominated for this award, it can probably get it. They're probably really, really, really angry. Uh, but also mm-hmm. some people think that black lives matter. is just, it's defeating the purpose. The irony of the organization is that it fights. It, it, it excludes all other races, the fighting for African-Americans or just black people in general. And that's not really the case. This is more or less a message that African-Americans have not been given the same quality of treatment like white Americans, like anybody else, and that we deserve that respect for everything we've done, especially back in time and history of slavery, the civil rights movement, uh, and and just what goes on in our communities. Uh, and, And especially for police brutality of African-Americans getting killed by the police uh, through lethal force. And we've seen that so many times. So it's just these arguments regarding black lives matter and just how people try to justify police officers, killing black men and women saying, Oh, you should have complied with their orders. What are you doing out there? You know, you shouldn't be wearing that, you know, trying to police us and be gatekeepers. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, you fight for a human life and you try to make excuses, but when it comes to your guns, when it comes to your free speech, when it comes to anything else, that's very trivial. 
you say, and not to say that the, you know, free speech or anything like that is trivial, but when it comes down to trivial things like not even wearing, like the fight to wear a mask, you spend so much time there, but you don't, you don't want to spend time fighting for actual lives being killed by people yeah. who are supposed to protect and serve. So those criticisms will always come in. I can go on this huge rant about it, but we're talking about something positive. Uh, I think it's dope. And I think the whole Stacey Abrams thing is pretty cool. I mean, how do you feel about Stacey yeah. Abrams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it also goes to show just how important it is that we vote. It is because 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. But 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. And, and like, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, and I was just talking about, uh, I was just talking about, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so in the background. But no, uh, I, I was going to say, like, how do you feel about Stacey Abrams, just what she's been able to do about getting up, like, toward, like, leading up to her getting this award? Because what she did was just amazing. I think it's great, man. I think, I think it goes to show that just, Voting is, people think voting ain't important, but it also, the whole goal of voting is not to put people in that you think hold your best views. The goal is to be the person that gets voted for. You feel me? You can't effectively make change if people who aren't you, people who don't look like you are doing the thing to change stuff. I can't ask a white man what's wrong with black people. He's not black. He can't help me on black issues because he doesn't see them every day. Only way for me to really fix it is if I get in charge or if I put myself in the position to help other people get in charge to have some things change. And that's what Stacey Abrams did. We need to get rid of Donald Trump. And she was able to help us get rid of Donald Trump. The fact of the matter that Georgia has been red, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, North and South Carolina, Arkansas have been red for a long time. Mm-hmm. And to flip Georgia that went, that's been red for the past 25 years back to blue, that ain't no small feat. And it also goes to show just how important it is for like just people in the cities to vote. And that's where a lot, of, a lot of the smaller areas have less votes. You feel me? Just because they're rural areas. Mm-hmm. You got people in Atlanta, you got people in Savannah, you got people in uh, Cobb County, Clayton County. Marietta, all them areas start adding up, and then it's like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, we we about to be <laughs> turning blue again. And so I think she really, I think she did her thing, bro. I think she really enacted some change, and I just hope that it's recognized. And like Brian Kemp, as governor, has done the best he can do, but he hasn't affected change like that. You feel me? Why you try to be nice about Brian Kemp? Why you try to be nice about that man? You know that nigga. I ain't trying to be nice about him. But it goes to show, like, you can be governor and not do anything. I mean, like, this lady ain't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this dude, I mean, we can go into the whole conversation about him, but just keep it sweet, short, sweet, and simple. Brian Kemp is just terrible, and he should have never won uh, the governor race two years ago. He basically won through, uh, you know, just moving voter voting voting booths and just cheating. And that's what he did. That's what he definitely did. He intimidated people too. That, that's all how mm-hmm. he won that governor race because that shit should have went to Stacey Abrams. But I mean, what you all you said is true. It's dope. She was able to get not only Joe Bot Joe Biden actually elected, but get Raphael Raphael Warnock 
yeah. uh, alumni of Morehouse College get elected. And yes, also, sir. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jeff Ossoff. John Ossoff. John Ossoff. Yeah, they got he got yes. she got both of those guys elected into the Senate positions. Helped us get to- help Democrats get total control of the presidency, the House, and the Senate. And at that point, yeah, you did it. You, you did it. You 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 went ahead. I won't say you save America because there's still a lot of shit going on, but you made things much easier than it has been in the last four years. And I yeah. believe she, she does, a, she does get that award, but I will say this. I don't want to be too negative, but I will say this just like with the Donald Trump nomination we got, I think last year or two years ago, uh, there is a, this doesn't mean that they'll definitely win. It's just nice knowing that they got nominations, but it doesn't mean that they will win. I mean, I won't be surprised if they get, if, if somebody else in technology or in social justice wins a Nobel Peace Prize. But if they do, if Stacey Abrams or Black Lives Matter win a Nobel Peace Prize, I will be very happy. But, you know, I won't be mad or super surprised if they don't win. It's just nice that they're getting the recognition they deserve and that they're on notice. It's dope. So, yeah, man. I mean, that's all I can really say, man. But yeah, if there's anything else, if there's anything else I can leave off, it, it's just good that the message is getting sent all across the world, and people are backing up. They're backing the Black Lives Matter group up, and just the problems with America are on notice. They're on notice across the world, and. We are currently getting flamed, but it will yeah. lead us getting positive. But I mean, besides that, man, that's that's almost everything. We got we're almost close to the hour. Uh, fuck it, let's just go ahead and just talk about some things going on with your life. So, I mean, how's grad school and everything going on, man? I know you're in your second semester. I know you you're doing this at Arkansas state, like, you know, kind of just share what's been going on with you and how you've been feeling with this whole journey. It's been interesting, bro. Like grad school has been an adjustment. HBCU to PWI has not been easy. Just because I don't think Morehouse has ever taught us how to readjust back to being in white spaces. And it's not Morehouse's fault. I just think it's uh, you forget, you get comfortable seeing people look like you every single day. And then when you don't have that, it's a little bit of a culture shock backwards. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's it, it's different because I think, especially being in Arkansas, it's it's just more. I'm dealing with cats from the country south. Mm-hmm. Like Atlanta, Atlanta country is nowhere near uh, Rice County, Georgia country. Like it's just it's a little different, bro. And it ain't no bad time. It's just. It's a, it's a necessary thing to shake up the room sometimes when you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to recognize it's not your job to educate everybody on every single thing that are black issues. Because we have a, I have a class on campus and we talk about uh, social issues and things like that. But it's a bunch of white people discussing social issues. But they're talking about social issues that they find important. Nothing wrong with that. But you need to have a member of the community that you find some social issues with to help you with the social issues. If you need a plumber and you if you if you got a, a, a pipe busted, you know, call an electrician to fix it, call a plumber. 
Mm-hmm. Got to have somebody there that can talk about it and help you with it, so you can understand it better. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, I think it's worth it. I think if you go to grad school, medical school, I know you took the GRE and the MCAT. I know you did well. Mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy it. I think anybody that came to grad school and enjoy it, it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Let you discover a little bit more about yourself before you really get grown, grown. But it's it's not a bad time, bro. It is a bit of an adjustment period, but it's all worth it. Yeah, no, no. I we've definitely had conversations about how you feel about grad school. Uh, I know that things really went fast. I mean, let's just be honest. The last time we saw each other in person was around March, <laughs> and yep. that was really funny. That was a really funny ass week. Hold on, hold on. There's like actually two stories that I, that I actually want to go ahead and try to like share. Because, again, the last time I saw you in person was in March. The last time I saw your face, like, virtually was through a Zoom call, through a meeting. But I'll go ahead and share that whole week we had uh, before we, we just said our goodbyes. We're, mm-hmm. like, you were, like, the time where it was the it was spring break. We were all stuck in the dorms. And I basically said, let's just go ahead and chill. And we went ahead and we went to this game store. And we played on a little arcade machine. I told you, man. Man, I don't know about this COVID, man. Like, they got cases coming up. Shit might get real. The CDC said that we got stuff going on. And I don't mean to be rude, but I'm going to be rude. But your black ass had said. Hey, man. No, no, no. You're going to be real. Your black ass said, and I quote, man, let me tell you something, man. Let me just be real with you, young blood. You with your old 70s slang or whatever. Yo, let me tell you something, young blood. Shit's gonna be happening. You're gonna have cases, you're gonna have everything. School gonna <laughs> shut down? Nah. We're gonna see some shit go down? Probably. But we ain't gonna see none go down. This is my senior year. They're gonna close down school. My senior year, when I'm supposed to walk up that across that stage, I paid all them loans. Hell nah. They ain't gonna do nothing. That same night, the NBA shut down. And then yeah. that next morning, I went and gave you a call and said, hey, I just got an email saying they're going to shut down school. We're going to get an extra week of spring break. We're doing online. So, so yeah, shit. You want some quesadillas? <laughs> you want some motherfucking yeah. quesadillas? And you were so heated, too, because you was like, what? But, yeah, that was that 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 was the last like really oh it was not the last good memory but it's like the really it's like the one of the last good memories of school we had yeah the last time i saw you like in person was that terrible meeting we had um with that uh with that little community group if you yeah the black rhinos oh yeah them well let's not say their name but oh my bad oh no, it's shit's already done. You already fucked up now. You already fucked it's up. Too late now. now what? <laughs> no, but no, I'm I'm yeah. It was just group black rhinos. Uh there it is group that we kinda just during the like the heat of the election year of the you know, election years last year where people were ramping up with the election and there is more community outreach about how why the election is so important, why people should go out and vote, especially African Americans young african-americans to be exact and there is this group that we were asked from our toastmaster liaison go to go ahead and you know help you know talk to these kids talk to these you know these young kids ranging from like i think middle school to high school is that is that right yeah there they was there was a lot of different ages ages in there yeah yeah there was and then we ended up talking to them 
And I brought you in because I wanted you to get some exposure and help me out because mm-hmm. I can't do everything by myself. And I know you're a great resource to go to, but yeah, man, I mean, that meeting was weird as hell. I mean, we got zoom bombed. Yeah. It turns out it really wasn't a zoom bomb. It was just somebody just acting crazy. Yeah, man. It'd be like that sometimes. Keith. Yeah. Like go ahead. Like you, you care to go ahead and explain the entire situation. I don't really, I know the, the whoever came in, just, you know how kids be trying to be funny and then they really funny. You feel me? It was just a lot of, it was just, it was just unnecessary and childish mm-hmm. because I think the problem is what we're seeing with a lot of the children now is just, they bored, bro. Like school, school works online. If you like online school, mm-hmm. if you aren't an online school kind of person, it's not, it's not for you. And so I think a lot of these kids are getting mad because it's it's kind of it's kind of frustrating being in the crib all day on the computer. You can't go see your boys, you can't go see your friends, and do nothing besides being out. Yeah, and like that, it, 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 it's wearing on them. I think I think that's I think we saw like a wear down last year, and I think now hopefully as it's, as the year progresses, we can probably move out of just strictly being online, maybe a hybrid thing. And a lot of these cats need it, bro. Yeah, I mean, that whole meeting kind of just showed that, like, it was, they much rather would be in person, but also with just yeah. this hybrid thing, it's like, well, there's more or less just online thing, like waking up early in the morning to kind of hear two people talk about why this election is important, and you don't even, you're not even old enough to vote. You got, you know, old heads just talking. I mean, it's just... Yeah, as a young as, as a young kid, young a teenager, a young adult, you kind of just kind of like, you know, you're disinterested in that. You're not really connected, and I can understand. But that entire thing was was fucked up. I will be honest with that. I do mm-hmm. I, I do miss talking and doing like public speaking. That was one thing we would do all the time back on campus. If Man, if we had more time, I'd go ahead and talk about more stuff, man, because... Yeah. Yeah, man, there's more shit I would talk about with school. Maybe the next episode, the chill hour. But no, nah, man. I got you. Yeah, no, nah, man, that's that should be about it with everything with the chill hour. Oh, hold on. Shit. Too many fucking music sources. Oh, my God. But no, nah, man, that's about it for the Midnight Drop Thanks for tuning in to the chill hour. And thank you, David, for coming in. Go ahead and shout out your Instagram cha- Instagram tag and tell them where you can go ahead and follow you at. Yes, sir. Uh, King David 889. King David like the Bible. You dig? Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jordan, for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Can't wait to do this again another day. And thanks for you guys for tuning in for tonight's episode. Again, you can go ahead and listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, my Instagram channel at 615 underscore chill, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and soon to be on YouTube. You can reach me out on my Instagram tagline or on my email at Jordan Cammon, C-A-M-M-O-N at Outlook.com. There goes me stuttering. But again, we'll have another new episode in the works on Friday with a Malcolm Marie review and pieces of a woman. Uh, But then again, go ahead and see you guys next time. Stay blessed, stay peace and stay you.